0: Zone, but loses the puck and now it's a break the other way it's uberdo in on uberdo four get back in four hit scores and the florida panthers get the extra point on the second goal of the game for uberdo here in overtime and that'll be the final score
1: 4-3 this is the canes corner podcast with host adam gold part of the capital broadcasting podcast network now here's the host of the canes corner podcast adam gold Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I'm Adam Gold. Thank you very much for spending some time with us after a Carolina Hurricanes overtime loss to the Florida Panthers. They lose it 4-3. I know a lot of you are disappointed and you probably should be because Carolina was pretty dominant early on. We will talk about all of it. Alec Campbell will join us after the break. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll get you out of here uh, before maybe before you go to bed, because might this might just be an evening after podcast for many of you since the game started at five o'clock. We joked that it was more of an early bird special and the Hurricanes obliged by kind of going to bed in the third period. Huh? See, get it. See what I did there. All right, we'll we'll go through all of it in a second. A reminder that we are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. If it's for the exterior of your home, it's at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Roofing, siding, entry doors, storm doors, any type of window under the sun, uh, they've got it. Aluminum Company. Dot com. Uh This is a uh, game that Carolina is going to be uh, upset with, but there was there was plenty to the good in this game. It was just mostly in the first period and a half. Uh, Carolina's game wasn't bad in the second period, at, at least at five on five. Uh, but you take penalties, you, you put yourself, uh, you know kind of at the mercy of the other team's power play and it does seem like everybody in the central division uh has a killer power play and the florida panthers uh went one for four on the power play the hurricanes at one for three in the power play with a really pretty power play goal in the third period to tie it but it was a dominant first period in an enormous number of scoring chances uh, and i joked with alec at uh at the first intermission, when I was on with him during the on the Hurricanes radio network, that if you're Carolina, you're almost mad that it's only two nothing, and when you're up two nothing after a period, you don't want to say, "Yeah, I hope you didn't leave the door open there," but I kind of felt like they might have because there were tons of scoring chances in the first period. They do get two goals, but that was it. They led two nothing, and the second was at least started off. Pretty similarly to the first. Carolina was controlling the play. They were getting the predominant number of scoring opportunities. uh, And then they take a penalty. I actually think it was the second penalty they took uh, that Florida scored on. Uh, and it wasn't really a traditional power play goal. I mean, uh, it was a pass from Keith Yandel to Jonathan Huberdeau, who came in on the left side and right at the left faceoff off dot, uh, went up high over the glove of uh, Alex Nedeljkovic, and it's 2-1. And the momentum of the first period and a half, pretty much, was gone. Uh, and now it became... The second period from that point on was an even period. Again, Carolina better at 5-on-5, five five, uh, but Florida's got a great power play. Keep keep always keeping that in mind. And then in the third, that's where I think it really got away from Carolina. It wasn't so much the second period, although they did leave the door open. Uh, but it was the third period. And Florida was, I thought, significantly better in the third. Uh, they get two goals. They take a the 3-2 lead, and then it's the uh, the power play goal, just a beautiful power play goal from Vincent Trocek uh, to draw Carolina even uh, and get them to overtime. And in overtime, uh, I will always, always, always stress the same thing. It doesn't matter if you shoot the puck. It matters if you possess the puck. Now, obviously, you can't score without shooting. But the number one goal is possession. And there were a couple of times Carolina gave up possession. One, didn't hurt him. Sebastian Ajo with a uh, one-timer from uh, above, probably 10 feet above the rings uh, against a goaltender playing as well as Chris Drieger uh, was playing tonight. Uh, I would say that's a low-percentage shot. And you didn't probably need to attempt that shot, uh, but they did. And uh, Drigger held onto it and got a face-off. So you lose possession there. And then I'm not really sure what Jake Gardner was doing, uh, trying to uh, put a uh, almost an entirely cross-ice diagonal pass. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, to, it looked like he was trying to find Vincent Trocek on the right side. Uh, but it was intercepted easily by Alexander Barkov, who just shoveled it ahead of Jonathan Huberdeau and the head of steam, and uh, it was all over. Huberdeau was the best player in this game. Uh, he figured in on three of the four goals. The fourth goal, the other goal, was uh, kind of a softie. We'll go through it. Um, and it was kind of a breakdown at in the neutral zone. Unfortunately, Jordan Martinuk lost the puck, uh, and uh, that the rest was history. But in overtime, it's important not to be careless with the puck. Value possession, and that's just not what happened. They did not value possession. Gardner gave the puck away, and that was that. Jonathan Huberdeau scoring at 229 of overtime from Barkov. Just this is the kind of year that Jonathan Huberdeau is having. He's got seven goals. He's got 20 points. Uh, Florida has just played, what, their 14th game, just like Carolina. At the quarter poll, Carolina's 10-3-1. There is nobody who is going to be upset about that. 10-3-1 at the quarter poll. Uh, I, th- I said this before the game when I talked to Rod Brindamore. This Florida team, no joke. No joke at all. And the funny thing is it has nothing to do with Sergei Bobrovsky, right? Uh, he's the high-priced goaltender. What is he? I don't know what he makes. He makes a lot more money than I do. Um, and honestly, at some point, they're just going to go to Drieger and let him play because Bobrovsky's performance has been mediocre at best, and Drieger has been by miles their better goaltender. I know O was the best player on the ice, but this game could have gone the other way fast because uh, were it not for Drieger's play. Drieger was just so good this entire game. Um, Carolina did well to score three times, even though they probably should have scored more. Nino Niederreiter had a great chance late. Uh, they just had chances throughout the game, certainly throughout the first period and most of the second Um before Florida became uh, the better team uh, in the third period. Uh, So what we'll do here is um, we'll uh, we'll do a quick recap, then we'll break, we'll talk to Alec Campbell, and uh, then we'll get you to whatever it is. Maybe you want to go watch Serena and Naomi Osaka uh, in the semifinals of the Australian Open. I don't know what your plans are for the evening. Uh, it's not my job. Uh, so right, let's uh, let's get to the recap. And it started off Carolina absolutely raining shots on on uh, Chris Drieger in the first period. Uh, I think Natural Stat Trick had Carolina with 16 scoring chances in the first. Eight of them from uh, you know would be considered high danger, uh, but it it took all the way until 1828 when uh, the Stahl-Svechnikov-Fogel line forced a turnover, and the captain was at it again.
0: Warren Fogel takes an air pass from the Panthers to Stahl. He scores! Jordan Stahl. How about upper 90? and the Canes grab a 1-0 lead.
1: Stahl and Svechnikov forcing the turnover just inside the blue line. Uh, And that group actually was in offside. They had to go back and tag up and come back in. And then Fogle took took the errant pass and uh, he fed Stahl uh, just kind of in front of the goal uh, who went over top of Drieger just under the bar right uh, basically at the corner at the elbow of the bar in the post Uh, pretty shot good goal Carolina is up 1-0 22 seconds later Sebastian Ajo found a soft area and redirected a Brett Pesce shot. The
0: Cain scored again
1: from the point
0: Sebastian Ajo fires one and that puck has eyes beats Drieger in the
1: was fast. Uh, Basically, uh, Carolina has the puck. Uh, Pesci has the puck just inside the blue line. I've been saying this a lot about Brett Pesci. Offensively, his game is advancing uh, by leaps and bounds. Uh, it, it was hard work to get this puck through uh, and get it on uh, to where it was going to be on net. And Ajo was in the center of the ice uh, and just redirected it It bounced past Drigger. It was 2 nothing goals 22 seconds apart in the first period. This is the sixth time in the last four games where Carolina has scored a goal within the last 90 seconds of a period. Uh, they did it twice tonight. They did it twice a couple of games ago. Uh, they have been really good at the end of periods. Uh, and those two goals, I mean, I, you hate to say it salvaged a period, but it really did because Carolina was all over Florida. It would have been a shame to get nothing out of it. Uh, they got two, probably should have had more, but at least they got the two. They go to the second period with a 2 nothing lead. Uh, and I thought Carolina was good in the second period, uh, at, at least at 5-on-5. Five five. And then, uh, with Florida on the power play, uh, Keith Yandel finds Jonathan Huberdeau beat um, Alex Delkovich over the shoulder. Uh, and it's 2-1. Those That was the only goal of the second period. In the third, I mean, honestly, it's worth hearing, if only so I can describe it later as Jonathan Huberdeau went to work again. Hornquist has it, gets it to Huberdeau. Huberdeau.
0: The ice and they score. What a pretty play by the Florida Panthers as Alex Wenberg buries the Huberdeau backhand pass. We're tied at two 16 16:49 to go in the third.
1: Spinorama pass by Huberdeau to Wenberg on the back door. Brady Shea just kind of stopped skating for a second, and that's all there was because Shea honestly should have been there. uh There was enough good from Brady Shea to not bang him over the head for this uh, for that mistake. Uh, he foiled a two-on-one, which we'll actually we'll hear in a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, if you're there, you got to be there. And there was uh, a, just a, too much of that tonight from Carolina. So at three eleven, it's 2-2. Uh, about nine minutes later, uh, the first real mistake from Alex Nedeljkovic. Florida throwing one
0: back on the back end. It squeaks through Nedeljkovic, and they score! On the backhand, the shot eludes Nedeljkovic, and Yuho Yamako, with his first NHL goal, has
1: put Florida up three to two. Yuho, Yuho, not Yuhu, Yuho Yamako, Lamako. Uh, his first goal. That play actually, Carolina had a defensive zone faceoff there. That was won by Cedric Paquette. He got it up to Jordan Martinook. Martinook was, you know, he had the puck taken from him. He's uh, had his pocket picked, uh, by Ryan Lomberg uh, just, uh, in, just in the neutral zone. And Lomberg brought it in. He got it up to, uh, to Lumico Lamico, uh, whatever his name is. Uh, and honestly, bad goal, terrible goal to allow. Uh, Martin Nook with the turnover in the neutral zone. And Lamaco um, gets his first NHL goal. So good for him. A uh, minute and a half later, Carolina got a power play. And it simply didn't take long to strike. Kings win the draw. The
0: Sveshnikov. They score!
1: Never a guy deserved a goal today. Trocheck was dynamite all game long. It was Vincent Trocheck. Stall wins the draw, gets it with his skate back to uh, uh, Svechnikov, who gave it to Hamilton, who gave gave it back to Svechnikov. Svechnikov gave it down to Trocheck. It looked like a set play to me. Uh, the puck goes to Hamilton. He gives it to Svechnikov, uh, and then uh, Svech just uh, just whipped it to the side of the goal and Trocheck just redirected it, angled his stick and it went high over, uh, Drigger. It was a thing of beauty. It caused my worst tweet ever. Tro M G. Uh, so shouts to uh, Sarah Sivian from the athletic, uh, for making fun of me for that. Uh, but Svechnikov and Hamilton get the assists and, and it was tied. Uh, and Carolina got it to uh got it to overtime, uh, but they had one great chance left.
0: Trocheck, tenacious out in front. Near Rider's chance is thwarted there as Drieger was down and out, but somehow got a-
1: yeah, Nino just didn't uh, have enough time to uh, to wait him out and uh, either uh, bring it wide of Drigger or gather it and go high. Uh, he tried to go between the pads and he just couldn't get it. Uh, Drigger had enough, and uh, that but that was a golden opportunity uh, for uh, for Carolina to even take the lead uh, if uh, if Nino could have punched that one through. Uh, but that was a good line tonight. I really liked Martin Natchez's game. Uh, it's coming for him. It's absolutely coming for him. He delivered a big hit in the first period and I'm looking forward to uh, to what's what's to come and I think what's to come soon for Martine Natchez. Then we go to overtime. You heard it early. We'll play it again. Uh, Jake Gardner who has been playing well made a big mistake in trying to find Trochek on what would amount to uh, just from all the way at the left point to the right face-off circle, uh, and it didn't work. Carolina into the zone but loses the puck, and now it's a break the other way. It's Uberdo. In on Uberdo. Four back in.
0: Four scores. And the Florida Panthers get the extra point on the second
1: goal of the game for Uberdo here in overtime, and that'll be the final score, 4-3 yeah it was uh it was not it was not a good pass, and Ned uh committed he made the first commitment. We talked about uh you know Ned in the shootout in Dallas not committing uh, and basically staying patient. That's not what happened here. He committed. Uh, and when Huberdo went back to the uh, I guess the um, forehand side. Uh, Ned tried to do a poke check, and I think he got a little piece of the puck, but not enough, uh, and it was a goal, and that's it. So first time this year, Carolina loses in overtime. The other overtime uh, decision was the win over Tampa at home, one uh, but uh, and they have, of course, the three shootout wins. So Florida picks up the win. They are now 10-2-2. They lead the division. Uh, by one point over Carolina and Tampa Bay. They've all played 14 games. Uh, Florida's got 21 points, Tampa and Carolina each with 20. We will take a short break and come back. We will talk to Alec Campbell on the other side. A reminder that if you subscribe to the Canes Corner podcast, it shows up automatically in your feed. You can rate us, you can review us, you can give us suggestions, you can do whatever you like. It's your world. We're just here to talk Hurricanes hockey. Uh quick break, Alec Campbell when we come back. Alec Campbell. Stormwatch Aftermath Intermissions Hurricanes Radio Network my friend noon to 3 Monday through Friday at Alec Campbell 5 on Twitter uh, how would you characterize characterize a 4-3 overtime loss to the Florida Panthers tonight
2: um i would characterize it as uh, probably appropriate, considering the last two periods that the Hurricanes played. I mean, I guess you could go back and say, man, this game really could have been out of hand had the Hurricanes taken care of business in the first period mm-hmm. and capitalized on a couple of the other chances. And if, you know, if Nedeljkovic doesn't let in, let in a softie in the third period that should never be allowed in, then maybe they don't find themselves in that situation. But I really thought that, you know, the Hurricanes were the better team by a lot after one period. And then the game just kind of slowly deteriorated in game two or in period two and period three. And I thought Florida was the better team in the last couple of periods. You know, it probably worked out the way it was supposed to, but the Hurricanes were able to grab at least one point out of it, which I think is important Mm -hmm. to remember. And, you know, um, it's it's one their first overtime loss. By the way, sorry yeah, to everyone. Yeah, who blamed me?
1: Oh, did or
2: basically, yeah, because I tweeted out that the Hurricanes were undefeated in overtime, and you know, um, you pointed friend, out a fact.
1: Uh, Why would you point out a fact? Uh, Chip Chip Alexander
2: tweeted at me. You know, are you did you say it's a no hitter? And <laughs> so. So, yeah, it's my fault. I'm well, sorry. So the, the hurricanes, hurricanes don't get the loss then.
1: You, that's great. You get the loss. The Hurricanes can uh, feel good about a, uh, a surprising win. Um, all right, I might have a slightly different take. I think ultimately the game definitely did deteriorate uh, from a Carolina perspective. Um, I thought the second period, for the most part, was about even. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think Carolina had the better of it in the first part of the second period, and then I think the power play goal kind of gave Florida life. And you and I talked about it in the first intermission. Uh, they scored twice, but there was part of me that felt like they left it open, that mm. that could have been three or four nothing in the first period, and it was two nothing. And like, man, if Florida gets one, all of a sudden, it's a different game. And that's exactly what happened. Five-on-five, five, Carolina was better even in the second period um, than Florida was. But Florida started to play better uh, once they got that power play. Uh, and then in the third, this to me, to me, the disturbing part was just how ordinary Carolina was in the third period. They were lucky. I thought Carolina was lucky to get to overtime after what we saw for most of the third period. They were not as good as Florida. Uh, all of the uh, all of the data backs that up. Then Carolina does get the power play goal. They get it to overtime. And I guess they forgot that possession is the most important thing in overtime, huh?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, Jake Gardner, you know, I'm cool with him being on the ice just because I think he's been pretty good, actually, yep. uh, so far this year. And I think a lot of that's just because he looks – healthier to me Uh when he like he he just looks like he is moving better he looks like he is skating better and i think that has allowed him to be much more dangerous than he was last year so i have no problem with him being on the ice but you know jake likes to throw a lot of risky passes he is in love with the stretch pass he likes to hit the home run a lot and it didn't work out for him. And, you know, I, I, like, I mean, trip had mentioned maybe he needed pace on the pass in overtime, but I'm not sure that's a, that was just,
1: it's not a a good idea. It was a bad decision, right? Yeah.
2: I just, I I don't think, I mean, just skate it back. uh, Yeah. You're, you're right. I mean, it's, it's about possession. Um, it was, it was a, it was a bad pass. And, you know, I'm cool with, your assessment of the of the second period, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that. So, it, you know, it, it just the Hurricanes for what for what they looked like in period number one, mm-hmm. they didn't really look like that again
1: afterwards. Right, but I mean, Fl- Fl- Florida's ten, two and two. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're
2: good. I, they're good.
1: I, we 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 were wondering who would be the team that would surprise in the division. Well, I think we got our answer. The Florida Panthers are legitimately good. I don't think yeah. they're I don't think they're deep. Like I think they're a two-line team. Uh but their two lines are excellent uh because Huberdeau is awesome. Barkov yeah. is is kind of like the you know their version of Jordan Stahl. Uh you know, just solid everywhere on the ice. Does does the right thing all the time. Um, and that's the way Jordan plays uh, for the Hurricanes, and that's the way Barkov plays for them. Uh, but Huberdo was fantastic tonight, and he's yeah. they've they've created good players out of Alex Wenberg uh, and uh, Anthony DeClaire, uh, who just looks who I thought Anthony DeClaire looked pretty good tonight. Um, but their their bottom two lines are not great, and that's what made it even disturbing uh, that. I didn't even. I can't even pronounce his. Uh, I don't even know his name. Yuho uh, Lamico uh, mm-hmm. scores his first NHL goal. Yes, it was a soft goal for Ned to allow. Uh, that's you can't do that. Not in uh, not in the NHL in a tie game in the third period or anytime. Uh, but Hook got it taken from him by Ryan Lumberg uh, it, in the neutral zone. You know Paquette wins the draw. Uh, he passes it up to Martinuk, and Martinuk is uh, has his back to uh, to Lomberg and he tries to turn with the puck. Uh, I maybe just say good good play by Lomberg, but Martinuk's not happy uh, that he had the he had his pocket picked uh, in the neutral zone because that created the opportunity. Um, but so so uh, so it is the Hurricanes on their uh, on, a, on a night where you'd like to think they should have gotten two points. They probably got what they deserved in the end.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I would say that the other surprise in the division is probably Chicago. All three of these teams were tied with 20 points coming into tonight. Um, But maybe maybe it's a positive that the Hurricanes, again, didn't look that good, but still managed to get a point out of the game. And that speaks more to the strength of the Hurricanes than anything else. So if you're not going to win them all, you're not going to play perfect all the time. I did like the fact that I thought the centers were all good for yeah. Carolina tonight. I mean, yeah. obviously they all scored, uh, or at least three of the, the top three scored. But they were all well over fifty percent inside the faceoff circle. Even Cedric Paquette was. I thought Trocheck was great tonight. Yeah. They all got stars for me. The three, the three top centers. Um, well, you who,
1: and I, I thought, you, you and I are on the same page. I don't give stars when they lose. They don't deserve stars when they lose. But, but yeah, those are the three players. Fair. I knew we would talk about it. Uh, yeah, to me, Trocek was the best player for Carolina. Uh, but I liked Ajo's game, and Jordan Stahl's always good. Yeah, I gave I gave Stahl the
2: first star only because Trocek ended up a minus one. So I docked him a star for that. Or I docked him a <laughs> uh, one star for that. Uh, but, you know, it was splitting hairs between the three guys, to be honest with you. Um, so, you know, Jordan's just on an absolute tear. I loved the goal. Yes, Trocek scored. Um, So those three guys are are playing well, and they're playing well. fun to watch.
1: There's uh, there's no question. You know, um, look, I don't want to – I didn't find a lot of negatives. They didn't play great. Um, uh, Jake Bean took four shifts after the Huberdeau uh, Huberdeau power play goal midway through the second. He took only four shifts uh, the rest of the game. Um, So, you know – he was he was good in spurts. He made some mistakes, some defensive mistakes in spurts, uh, and I think Rod is uh, getting what he can from him. Uh, so I, I won't be surprised if we go if we see Hayden Flurry uh, because if you're basically going to uh, you know just roll five, uh, although he probably is doing that anyway. But for, you know for the most part, a lot for most of the first ten games. Uh, the odd man out in the third period had been Gardner, but Gardner has been playing better. Uh, so, and I don't see any reason why that's going to turn. I think Gardner's, for the most part, uh, been pretty good. That first, the power play to start the third period was disappointing. Uh, I thought the first unit yes. was okay. The second unit was just awful. As I, I, put, I put on Twitter, the second unit was butt. Uh, and, and they didn't get anything out of it. Uh, and I think it kind of led to Florida, com- you know, taking command of the game. Ob- obviously, the the, yeah. uh, the last power play—it's uh, hard to even say it was a great power play. It was a sim- It was a great set play. And uh yeah. sc- that I mean, there's no way that wasn't a set play.
2: No, I mean they won the draw and essentially, you know, quick shot and a or a couple of passes and a a tip in. Um, the Canes have scored four straight games on the power play, I'm not so much worried about their power play. Right. You know, their penalty kill hasn't, I mean, I I counted it up. There's only been six games this year where the Hurricanes have not allowed a power play goal, and they didn't take five penalties tonight, but I still feel like they take bad penalties, and it also feels like Andrei Svechnikov has found himself in the penalty-taking mode once again. I mean, I feel like he's going to the box once a night. For stick fouls in the offensive end I and mean, that's that's what we saw from him in his rookie season a lot that he kind of seemingly cleaned up and all the things we love about Svechnikov and the, the physicality and all that stuff but you know he takes some dumb penalties at, at times and their penalty kill hasn't been all that impressive to me no, so maybe they okay. clean a little bit of, it's been okay yeah they've been I mean league average by the numbers in terms of their ranking but um I don't know. It just feels like if there are, there are places where you can nitpick problems, the penalty kill is one of them. And, you know, some of their issues in their own end uh, would be the other ones. But, you know, one other thing about Jake Bean, he made one move along the wall to the net where he had a scoring opportunity. Yeah. I think it was blocked by Aaron Ekblad, who got a stick on it.
1: And then Ekblad had a- to bat it out of the air
2: yeah a great move by Jake Bean over there. I mean that's a tremendous move in yeah. the NHL so there's there's definitely offensive player to his game too that if he can you know hone it all in reel it all together then he, he can be a good player. yeah
1: I, I almost want to see him on his natural side uh, you know they're asking they're putting him in a difficult position to play his offside uh, and then not play a ton. Uh, because Rod, is old, you know, Rod always does this anyway, but he, he always shortens his bench in the third period, so we didn't really see a lot of Jake Bean. Uh, he played a decent amount, and I thought he was okay. Uh, and again, he's been doing the things he's supposed to do well, the offensive side, and there's, I mean, he's made some mistakes. He had some problems standing up on his skates in the first period. He fell three <laughs> times, uh, and then he didn't fall again, uh, and it has nothing to do with the fact that he didn't play a lot the rest of the way he just uh, at least he stayed upright maybe he got a skate sharpened I don't know if if that's a thing uh for players they forgot to sharpen their skates have their skate sharpened but he was uh, he fell down a bunch uh in the first period I thought this was a little bit of a uh it almost seemed like a back-to-back for Tavo. uh I didn't think Tavo was great tonight no um and but he was great Monday okay it's going to take some time. And I think that the guys who came back from COVID, uh, I just think that we underestimate how long that stuff lingers.
2: Yeah. And no doubt about it.
1: So I don't, like, I, I, mean, I don't know if he was bothered by it or not tonight, but Tavo didn't look great.
2: Well, I mean, he talked about it after the last game about the lingering effects of it. And actually, I heard something from Jason Tatum today, former Duke standout, plays for the Boston Celtics. Who was talking about that? Because he had it too, and he's right. dealing with it. They asked him, and he was like, "You know, just some nights I feel it in my lungs. You know, where he just, you know, it, he it says he feels like he gets fatigued a little bit faster than normal, and he just hasn't completely recovered from it. That's a guy who had it, you know, fairly, you know, long time ago. I mean, he's been recovered, so to speak, for a while. So I, I really do think that that's that's a thing. I mean. And, and everyone's different about it too. I feel like we talk about it all the time, but you know, there's a number of guys that were on that. You know, Jordan Stahl had COVID. Yeah, and he's on a tear. He, it, it's so, gotten him better.
1: COVID got just, Jordan Stall better.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, I'm I mean, just it's kidding, just player God, to so. player. You yeah. just you just don't know. You know, I mean, it could well, do one thing to one person and another thing to another person.
1: Well, the truth is, is that not everybody gets sick. And that—that's yeah, the other part about COVID. Not everybody gets sick from it. Every, people just sometimes you just carry it and you pass it to somebody else. Uh, yeah. So I,
2: I mean, I'm just not ruling that out. Oh, you no, know, I don't. It might be a thing all season. It could be that he's sort of in and out in terms of his the way he feels, his lungs, his legs, all that kind of stuff. So who knows?
1: Uh, Florida's goaltender was pretty great tonight. I thought.
2: Drieger, yeah. yeah. I mean, they even see Bobrovsky. I was I was a little bit surprised that, they, that we didn't see Bobrovsky, but Drieger's been good for them he's so been, far this year. I he's mean, been both, much both better,
1: goaltenders. He's been much better than Bobrovsky has this year. Like, yeah, so. uh, I'll be surprised. Uh, Joel Quenville will try because they're paying Bobrovsky a bazillion, gazillion dollars. Uh, I'll be surprised if Quenville doesn't give Bob every opportunity, but at some point... They're just going to hand the keys to Drieger and say, "You're right, you're, you're our goaltender until further notice," um, and Bobrovsky's just going to have to deal with it. But he has not been better; he has he's been significantly less than what Drieger has been. Um, so, we'll obviously we have seven more games with Florida. I'm sure we'll see them both. Uh, but uh, you know, the worst part about tonight. And uh, we can uh, we can wrap on this and then I'm I'm by the way I'm terrified of Chicago Chicago plays a uh, just a wacky all over the place style uh, that uh, that I think is terrifying Florida is more structured in their speed uh, than yeah. Chicago Chicago's all over the place um, and part of that I guess is Patrick Kane um, but the, um, the, the the sad part for me is that until the soft goal. I really liked Ned tonight.
2: Yeah, I thought he was good. Um, I, I I feel like I have noticed his weak
1: spot is the glove side. Yeah, that. I don't, now, think, he, that's, I don't think that's uncommon for goaltender. I mean, he
2: did he did make one he did make one great glove save on I think it was Ekblad too. Yeah, at one point um, in the slot. So, but he, he, you know, the glove side has been the one where I feel like he's given up the most goals. Uh, I mean, I thought the first goal that they scored, Huberdeau. I mean, I, I thought that was just a good goal. Yeah, more good than shot. Anything. I mean,
1: good shot, great pass from Yandel. Like, it's almost yeah. not even a power play goal. It was a transition goal.
2: Yeah. So, and I mean, I thought Brett got caught a little bit flat footed, uh-huh. but he was he was kind of there. I mean, but uh, that was a great shot. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I mean the 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 soft one that he let in really sours what was mostly a pretty good performance from yeah. Ned, uh, but you, you just you can't let those in. Yeah. Ned. Not,
1: not, no it. not in uh, not in this league uh the other goal like, by the way uh, the Huberdo pass the the spinorama pass Pesci was in good position he played Huberdo right uh Shea as Trip pointed out on the telecast just kind of stopped skating a little bit and he let Wenberg get in front of him it was an unbelievable <laughs> pass uh, across for an easy tap in goal but uh, that was uh that was maybe the best play of the entire game.
2: That was beautiful. Beautiful play. That one, you know, those are the ones where I feel like I can look at and be like, okay, the other team made a great play. <laughs> right The, the lamp, the Lamico play. I can't do that. No. Like that was not a good, that was, I mean, he basically just, you know, it was almost like, I don't even know if it was on his, 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 it was on his backhand. I'm pretty yeah. sure he just, where he just like yeah. shoved it along the ice. I mean, it
1: went through and it's
2: just unacceptable. Yes. Unacceptable. Okay. So, you know, bring out the bring out the the meatball fan in me for that one. Unacceptable.
1: All right. Uh, and speaking of meatballs, uh, we'll do this again on uh, Friday. We got back to back with Chicago. We'll have uh, Italian beefs uh, yeah. as the Hurricanes Ooh, play the platform. with Oh, we we could do that.
2: Yeah, got to have Jardin air. All right, we gotta can uh, we can get all of that. Well, uh, we were much better tonight. We weren't good the other night. We were much better tonight. You know,
1: <laughs> here's the thing. I went back and I I listened to the tape. I listened to the tape. We were better than we thought.
2: I wasn't good, man. I no, hit no, no. like we a were,
1: I'm telling you we were better than we thought.
2: I hit a wall that
1: night. I <laughs> hit a wall that
2: night. That lasted into yesterday. I sucked all day yesterday too. <laughs> and today felt a lot better. Maybe so, I don't we're, know. We're, Right. Yeah, it was, it wasn't good. You can, I, I appreciate it, but it wasn't good.
1: Well, the, the, the tape doesn't lie. The tape, uh, we were uh, better than, better than I thought, uh, in a, uh, you know, when it was all over, uh, this one was spectacular, even though we lost in overtime. Uh, all right, we'll do this again new, uh, on Friday. All right, man, I'll talk to you
2: all later. Right,
1: I'm not kidding. I thought we were, uh, you know, initially when we were done, we both were like, nah, that wasn't very good. And then I went back and listened to it. It wasn't bad. Uh, and I didn't hear any complaints, by the way. So, uh, and if you you want to complain, you're certainly welcome to. Uh, rate us, review us. The Canes Corner Podcast is here for you. A quick plug again, the first of a three-part David Ayers special podcast drops Monday on the anniversary of David Ayers' appearance for the Carolina Hurricanes in Toronto, February twenty second, 2020. Uh, so that will come on Monday, the first of three parts. Uh, part two on Wednesday. Part three the following Monday. We're trying to drop them, uh, drop them when there aren't morning after podcasts, Cane's Corner podcasts for you to listen to, uh, and uh, none of them are all that long. So you don't have to uh, you don't have to worry about oh man, I got to carve out an hour. Uh, that's why we did it in three parts. Uh, they're all relatively breezy listens under uh, under 30 minutes is the plan. Uh, so, uh, so there you go. Stay tuned. Uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, the Canes Corner Podcast brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's siding, whether it's roofing, whether it's gutter helmets. That's their big one. Uh, go check them out. Sammy Hanna and his crew do an amazing job. AluminumCompany.com. We'll talk to you Friday night after the Hurricanes battle the Chicago Blackhawks. A 4-3 overtime loss for the Hurricanes to the Florida Panthers. And that's that. See you next time. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at
2: WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL SportsFan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher,
1: Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Are you unhappy with your CPAP provider? Did you know you can easily switch providers right now? I'm Megan Gigling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. We are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Contact us today. We ship anywhere in North Carolina.
2: If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.